Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Off the Woodwork podcast. I am Matt Perry and I'm joined by Anthony Milton and Stephen Hall. Good afternoon. Hello. Not bad. <laughs> I thought I'd just get a really, really motivational um, start to that. And I've gone down to die. A lot of um, energy. A lot of energy. Yeah, a lot of energy. <laughs> um, what we're talking about today is mostly the Champions League and what's been going on in the last week. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. So We've much, seen... Matt. So much. So much to discuss. Uh, we've seen a lot of good games this week. We've seen one of the most crazy games probably in history. Would you argue that? In Champions League history, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, um, I Just to that. start off, I want to actually post a question to you guys. I saw this on, um, I think it was uh, Facebook or something. Do you yep. prefer the one-leg kind of knockout rounds or do you prefer yeah. the two-leg system? You know what? Um, I was, yeah, I was discussing this with my mates the other day, and um, I'm, I think I'm all for the one leg. The only <laughs> issue with the one leg is the home and away thing. Which yeah, I know. If, if you if you did a thing in the future where it's just a neutral venue, neutral ground, kind of yeah. like the World Cup in a way. Mm. But again, the fans are because they have to travel to. I guess yeah, the fans to... would be let down, but. Well, I mean, it's, I suppose there's more money in the two-leg the, way they're doing yeah, at the moment. But also with the two-leg thing, you can get some really dull games. Like, do you remember the Atletico Liverpool first leg that we all that we yeah. watched? Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a snooze fest. Yeah. But like, all four of those quarter-final games were exciting. You know, there wasn't. A yeah, I guess dull they will kind of stop those kg sort of second leg, say if a team's three 0 up, and they're just yeah. going to park the bus to get the result. I guess that stops that sort of thing. Yeah, or, yeah, or if a team gets a away goal and they just, that's it, they just get one away goal early on and then just, once again, they park the bus, you know. Yeah. This way, it's a do or die. And you saw that in the PSG game as well, which was really, like you saw the like not giving up. Like if that was a two-leg game, PSG probably would have just not tried as hard to get a goal back and would have went into the next leg just knowing uh, they have to win it. But because it was mm. one leg, they went all out. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been quite enjoying, um, actually, the one leg. I, I don't know if I'm willing to uh, get rid of the traditional two leg, uh, but I, it has been good fun. It's been a nice like, change of pace, at least, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, it has been a change of pace. Um, but yeah, okay, look, we'll go into the uh, fixtures then. Um, we'll start off with the earliest fixture of the week, um, which was the PSG Atlanta match in the uh, Champions League, the quarterfinal. What did you make of the game, man? Um, PSG were the better team, but I wanted Atalanta to go for. You know, everyone loves a good fairy tale story. You know, we we all were on Ajax last um, last season, and you know we had Monaco a few years before. You do love a good like a team that you don't expect to be there, but mm. PSG were the better team, and they did deserve to go for. Yeah, well, you say that. I mean, from I didn't watch the second half. I had to go out, but the first half I was watching, and I was I thought Atalanta were playing really well. They were passing the. They, they, they tried were. to play really nice football. They were, um, but they didn't get nearly as much. Well, I mean, in the second half, it was PSG just hammering away. Like yeah. the stats clearly show you the way it was. Like their main problem was at PSG was they couldn't finish in the final third. Like Neymar would have these amazing runs, and then he oh, scuffed his shot. That. But <laughs> once they. Yeah, once they brought on Mbappe, especially because yeah, PSG were great or have some great players, but quite a few of them were injured. You know, Ferrati was out, Di Maria was out, Mbappe was only allowed to play 30 minutes. You know, obviously they still had great players, but once they had another outlet besides Neymar on, you could just see it was a bit too much for Atalanta and it proved. Yeah, they, they said it. Uh, the game changed when Mbappe came on. Is that true? Yeah, but, yeah, but I think... I think he's just one of those players that he does change a game immediately. You know, he's 21, 22 soon or something. And 21, yeah. I, I just think he's excellent, and I just love watching him play. I think yeah, he's definitely yeah, got potential no. to become the next sort of best player in the world sort of player. Oh, he is. Yeah. He, he yeah. is that player. Barring, barring injury, I think he is. I mean, we've seen it with other players like Bale and Neymar who were at the same kind of level when they were in their early 20s, but then they've kind of stagnated. But I think Mbappe's also got a much better attitude than especially Neymar. Yeah. I think Mbappe's more of a professional. So I'm excited to see how his career pro- progresses, especially if I mean, he can go to PSG further. 
look, looking at young players, there was also someone else who really stood out to me. And I, I, I uh, this, this past week, and I thought actually he could be one of the best players in the world in the years to come. But we'll get on to that in a minute. No spoilers. I know who you're talking about. Of course you know who I'm talking about, but we'll get on to it. Um, the other thing with Atalanta, do you think they would have stood more of a chance if um, Ilicic was playing? Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of speculation about him recently. Yeah. Uh, due to personal reasons. that um, he maybe, like, maybe, not... They probably would have been better, but at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. They didn't have him on the day. They, they didn't win, you know. Mm. I thought Pasolic looked decent, though, and where he would usually play. Yeah. I mean, he got the goal. And he looked pretty decent another, throughout. Another victim of the Chelsea ever, <laughs> ever, never-ending loan system. Um, yeah, yeah no, I hope he joins them on a permanent next season. Yeah. No, he has. He's, he's Chelsea jail. on a permanent. No, no, he already has escaped. Oh, he already um, has. We sold him, I think, for about 10, 10 or 15 million. And you think, I mean, we sold him for 15 we, million. We still haven't discussed the unsung hero for PSG this game, though. This is a, Okay, right. Uh, let me get the stat <laughs> out. Okay, I'm sure you've seen this stat. I, looked at, I saw it the other day on Twitter. So uh, let me just get it up on my phone. Is this the Stoke City stat you're referring to? If Eric Maxime Chopin-Moting plays in the next round, it will mean the relegated Stoke squad of the 20th. 2017 to 2018 season have had players who played in the 2005, 2007, 2008, 9, 10, 11, 13, 15, 16, 19, and 2020 Champions League semi finals. What a stat that is! That's possibly That's the best incredible. stat I've ever seen. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was oh. trying to think of all the players, I couldn't have a clue. Oh, yeah, Shakiri. Well, Shakiri's oh, oh, yeah. there. Shakiri yeah. is the one that came to my head immediately. Bo- Boyan was the one, or was it Boric? Or... No, not Boric. Uh, Boyan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boyan, Boyan, yeah. Barcelona, uh, youth product. Yeah, no, that's a great stat. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? To go from a relegated Stoke side to uh, then signing for PSG, then scoring the winning goal to get them through in the Champions League semi-final. That's pretty mad, even under all the circumstances of this year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it reminds me also of um, it's, it's like an Abri at um, Bayern Munich obviously he came from West Brom and Tony Pudis didn't fancy him there and then oh, he, yeah, went yeah. To, he went on to be absolutely gravy at Bayern Munich at the moment uh, but we'll, again we'll get on to that in a bit um, but okay we'll move on to firstly a bit more of a lacklustre game which was the Red Bull Leipzig and Atletico Madrid game Red Bull Leipzig came away with the win. I think it's safe to say they weren't the favourites going into it. Would you agree? No, they weren't. Um, and the, the main thing I wanted to point out is um, how well Nagelsmann has done as a manager, considering he's mm. what, 33. Yeah. I mean, I, it's amazing how, how, what he's done. I mean, he did it, was it at Hoffenheim before, wasn't he? Yeah. And now and Hoffenheim are basically now in mid-table at security. Now he's gone. So it's crazy to think, yeah, there's probably some people in the squad who are older than him. So it's nice yeah, to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, Thomas Tuchel is fairly young, isn't he? And he's doing well. Thomas Tuchel, yeah, yeah, no, he's good. Is it Tuchel or Tuchel? Oh, I never know. Tuchel. Tuchel. Yeah, no, you're the, you're the German oh, expert, not me. <laughs> what did you make of that game, man? Did you see any of it? Yeah, yeah, I caught the second half. Um, I think Leipzig are... one. Especially about Ferner, um, are definitely a team that are playing better than the some of their parts. Like I think if you look on paper, Atletico were the better. Like on um, like looking at the lineups, Atletico were the team that you'd expect to go through. You know they've got a lot more experience in the team. They've got a lot more like players that have played at that high level. But yeah. at the end of the day, Leipzig were the be- the better. They played their hearts out. They did incredibly well. So Bitzer is a Gem of a player. Yeah, that's the thing. They they play really good football, and yeah, that that that's the main man for me. Uh, Sabitzer is absolutely class. I don't know if I said it on like a, one of the earlier podcasts we did. But, yeah, um, for me, yeah. like, yeah, it's just it's mental that no one's picked up Sabitzer. Um, yeah, or like tried to sign him. Yeah, I just I, I'd imagine someone like Arsenal would go in for him or something, but nobody. Um, he's he's a really top player. Yeah. Um. And like I say, Atletico didn't look great. I mean, when Felix came on, they looked a bit better. But, you know, like I say, Leipzig clearly wanted it a bit more. The only thing I'm upset about is if Liverpool had beaten Atletico Madrid, we'd be in with a really good shot right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's true. Um, do you think Leipzig are the team now that everybody's going to want to win the Champions League, apart from uh, from a neutral stance? Maybe Leon. Really? No, because, I mean, Rebel, if you think of them, they're basically just a, 
franchise club that was set up, you know, eleven years ago. Yeah, remember Leipzig. Leipzig. Everyone everyone in Germany hates them. Everyone. Everyone. That's why I'd say Leon. That's why I say Leon because Leon were a surprise team as well. Well, Leon, Uh, they they finished seventh, I think, in the French league last year, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. They didn't. Play, Leon did not do well, well domestically at all. Uh, no, so season. it's interesting to see how well they've done. Um, we'll get on to that in a minute. Is there anything else you can pick up from from that Leipzig Athletic game that stood out to you? Um, I think Leipzig's system works for them, but I'm going off of PSG most likely to have Mbappe back for even longer this time around, and they'll still have mm. Neymar. I think PSG will have a bit too much for them. I, I yeah, I'd agree. Um, I. I would love Leipzig to beat PSG. I'm not a big fan of PSG in general. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I, I, I think PSG will have too much. On I think it will because, obviously, Leipzig are a very attacking team. They just love to attack and get forward, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Atletico typically are more defensive. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, PSG are similar, and that's where that they want to attack as well. And, yeah, when you've got people like Neymar going and attacking and Icardi and et cetera, I just don't think, you know... Leipzig can really match that and their similar style sort of it will make PSG have the edge in that I game. mean I mean there is there is one if you're if you're Leipzig there is if you're a Leipzig fan there's one player you're hoping they can keep up with those attacking players and that's Upamancano who had a monster game against Atletico yeah you he's know. looking good um he is I, looking I, I, I read somewhere Arsenal had the chance to sign him last year for about 40 million and they didn't want to um, but he, he's he's value going to skyrocket now, isn't it? Oh, because they've been linked with them throughout the season as well. Him and Thomas Partey are the two I keep seeing them being linked with. But I, this, why would you go to Arsenal right now if you're playing at a team that's in the semi-finals of the Champions League? Absolutely. Um, what, also, I want to give credit as well to former Liverpool legend uh, Gulacci in goal. <laughs> he looks really he's, good. I mean, he's, he's had a very good season actually for Leipzig. Yeah, he has. He's probably one of the most underrated goalies in the Bundesliga, to be honest. Yeah, no, he's he's doing well. Yeah, he could do a job for any of that top four Premier League team, I think. He's yeah, Chelsea. no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, who needs him the most? Probably us. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on then. Um, table. Okay, now I'll do a chronology. Let's go on to the big one. Let's let's do it. Yay! So, so Friday night, um, I, I I was out and I was I was hoping to get to um, the pub where my mates were up in uh, London, um, before um before the second half started, and I'm on the train and my trains are getting delayed, and I'm getting texts from my dad of score score updates, and it's literally like every second it's like one nil, one all, two one, three one, four one, four two, five two, six two, and it just didn't stop. And I got to the pub I think for the last ten minutes and saw Coutinho score twice against his own club, which was brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's, this is the game. Obviously, Barcelona versus Bayern Munich, one of the most mental score lines in Champions League history. Yeah, but we'll be discussing Barcelona a bit more in detail in a bit. So I want to more focus. I want to focus on the game more than Barcelona right now. But oh my, what? Oh, that was Bayern's attack. We're something good, else. Like Lewandowski only scored one this game. Yeah, we've all, been, yeah. We've, all been, we've all been raving about how great Lewandowski is. But this game just goes to show you if if you it's not just him. It's you know you, Muller, Gnabry, um, Perisic, Perisic. Yes, um, Coutinho even. Too. Yeah, oh, the yeah, fullbacks. Then. Let's talk oh. about the fullbacks. Okay, this is the player to me. Where I, I watched the highlights of the game and I, and I saw that bit of skill Alfonso Davies did to get around Tomato. And Tomato was probably one of Barca's better players on the day. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he got um, absolutely bullied. Well, he, he did. Yeah, but when you look at the rest exception. of the players. Yeah. 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 This, this was an exception, this bit. Um, um, then Davies took it around him. He passed the ball, obviously. They went on to score. Alfonso Davies is looking absolutely quality. And he's yeah. 19 years old. What, what I will say is I've seen a lot of people praise him as the best left back in the world. And I'm like, no. well, okay, oh. calm down. He, he's very good. He's had a couple of very good games. And I, he will be one of the best eventually. Yeah, he but he's still only 19. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but he, he me, has made... I know. But what means Alfonso Davies could play further up the pitch as well. I think he went to Bayern as a winger. I don't believe he yeah, was he a... a winger. Yeah, he wasn't a fullback. Could you imagine a team with Trent on the right and Alfonso Davies on the left as attacking fullbacks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be a scary... You wouldn't need a striker um, with those two. But no, oh, yeah. But I, I was looking at the games and obviously he, um, when he played against Chelsea, he, he tore, tore um, Reese James a new arsehole when he played against him as well. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I generally think Alfonso Davis is on course to be one of the best players in the world in the next. I think it only cost him like nine million pounds or something like that. Yeah, oh, it was a brilliant move. It was a brilliant they, move. They signed so it I, from a Canadian team, didn't they? Yeah, I'd uh, heard Montreal, of him briefly. Montreal, yeah. I'd heard of him briefly uh, due to FIFA and football manager and such. Uh, then I heard he went yeah. to Bayern and I was like, oh, okay, so we'll, we'll see if um, eventually. Because I remember, I think they signed, was it, is it Arp, the young German striker they signed? Yeah. Uh, who's kind of disappeared since then. Um, and like, you know, you get that sometimes with these young players that move to the big team straight away. They kind of just disappear for a while. Like you, like Martin Odegaard, for instance, um, yeah, or like quite a few, like Scott Sinclair when he was at Swansea, then went to Man City. But this is a young player that Bayern have. They've they brought in and you know he he usurped David David Alaba from his position. Alaba had to retrain to be a centre back, basically. You know yeah. he is a great player, but the other player that I was watching a lot of for my own personal reasons was Thiago. And the way he just played that Barcelona midfield, his he dribbling, passing, he is, oh. Yeah. He controlled the game against Chelsea. Like he, he was passing all the ball, controlling all the passing. I am passing looking forward to seeing if that story about him and Liverpool develops because every game I watch, I just want him more and more. Oh, he's um, class. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm very, very jealous and envious if he goes to Liverpool, which looks like he might do. Yeah, um, there's, been, there's been developments in that um, yeah. story, but... I think it, it, there won't be anything more until the Champions League's over, um, which makes sense. But see, Bayern have had better teams than the team they've got right now, but I don't think we've ever seen a Bayern team this... Just attacking. Yeah, yeah this... Just, it, not just got, attacking, but quality. Like, the way yeah. they... They're on... They're on... Um, they're very close to breaking a record for most goals scored in the Champions League yeah. campaign, and they'll do it I, in, much, yeah. in fewer games as well, which is was incredible. Looking, I was, I was looking at the, uh, the Bayern Munich team last year, I think, uh, say this time, maybe a year and a half ago. And, the um, team that Liverpool came up against and knocked out was not nearly I, as strong yeah. as this one. Well, this, well, this is the thing. I, I was looking at that team, but I was like, this team compared to the Bayern Munich team of 2012 when we played them in the Champions League final, I mean, the team in 2012 would, would, would beat them uh, at that stage. But now looking at the team they have now and the absolute attacking power that they've got going forward at the moment. You, you, mm-hmm. you, they've, they've done well in the last year to uh, get that team together. Yeah, I think they've been very smart with their recruitment to rebuild. And we'll discuss yeah. a team that hasn't been as smart, uh, their opposition. We'll discuss them in more detail. But um, I, I do think, I said before, Bayern to me are the favourites to win, and I stand by it now. And I think it's more than, it's, I don't it's think there it's to a lose. there. And to think yeah. that they haven't even got Leroy Sane in yet. He can't even oh play it. Can They're going to have him next attack. Season. Oh, that's 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 scary. If they could get in a maybe another right back, I reckon they could be, yeah, mm. pretty big team. Well, they've got Pavard, haven't they? Still, it's like and he can he can yeah, play Pavard, there. We we've Pavard seen him play. play at right back at a really high level. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, um, I think we need a centre back more, to be honest. Because yeah, I'd say centre back. Um, about, uh, and that looks not really proper centre-back. They've got uh, Sule on the bench as well, isn't they? Sule is like their best centre-back, but they don't really have another really quality person. Yeah, to I mean, Alaba's been yeah. done done well there, to be fair. To be honest, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they went in for Pumacano because um, Bayern do like Makes to sense. recruit from within the Bundesliga. Oh, that so, we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like I say, I honestly... That watching that game, it it was like the Germany Brazil game from the 2014 World Cup. Oh, what a day that was! <laughs> but that's the, um, <laughs> it was Thomas Muller again. Thomas Muller involved. Yeah. absolute. Also, yeah, just shout out to Thomas Muller. He is such yeah. a great player. Did you see that? This is the <laughs> first time. This is yeah. the first time since 1946 that Barcelona have conceded more than seven goals in a game. 1946. Another crazy stat I saw is the whole of Bayern's team that they played cost less than Philippe Coutinho. Jeez. Here's the other funny thing. Um, so apparently, um, the cl- did you see about the clause in Coutinho's um, contract? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's, play- it's, <laughs> it's a player clause, not Brilliant. a club clause. So yeah, oh, so if, good. To anyone listening who is not aware, if Bayern win... The Champions League, while Philip Coutinho is a member of their squad, Barcelona have to pay Liverpool five million because <laughs> <laughs> Coutinho will have won the Champions League while he is yeah. under contract as a Barcelona player. They never, they never, they never said what cl- what club he had to yeah, play for. Yeah, it, it, it didn't say it didn't say he had to win it with Barcelona. It just said he had to win it while being at Barcelona. Uh, yeah. 
wonderful. It's wonderful. But That's brilliant. Well, let's discuss the um, the last game of the quarterfinals, and then we'll okay. move on to discussing the, our two main topics for this week. So, so did um, you guys catch the game? Yeah, I, I saw a bit of it. It was another surprise result. I didn't see all of it. Um, obviously, everybody had City down, penned down to win this. And obviously, they have lost 3-1 to Leon. So, Ant, what did you make of it? <sighs> Barcelona, uh, sorry, Man City um, came in with the wrong lineup, in my opinion. They came in with a very negative lineup. I think it was a fear because they've, cho- they've, they've lost at the quarterfinals in the past when they've tried to play their style. Yep. And... So they went in with a different approach and it didn't work. You can argue maybe the second goal shouldn't have stood with VAR, um, but first you know, goal was offside as well. If the decision's not called up and VAR mm. do check, so the fact is if they've not then rolled it offside, then you know you just got to go. Okay, fine, and you got to focus on the here and now. There's yeah. no point crying over conceding a goal if then that means you concede another one. Focus now on getting a goal back, which Man City did try to do. But um, I suppose we now know why Harry Kane didn't square it to Raheem Sterling in the World <laughs> Cup. People have been saying. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on about City at the moment. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them in a bit more detail after the, um, we talk about Barcelona. But um, moving on to Leon, I mean, they, I mean, at the end of the day, they took their chances and they made it count at the end of the yeah. day, didn't they? Another Celtic project delivering. Dembele, yeah. Yeah, hell, great. Like, he, you're talking about players that made an impact coming off the bench, like Mbappe, but, you know, Dembele as well. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like I say, Man City didn't take the chances. They weren't good enough at the back, which has been the story of Man City all this season. No, that's okay. Uh, the, the thing is with Leon as well. Um, I think they're one of the teams who have benefited over it being a one-game knockout instead of a two-game knockout um, system, um, because I, I, they they took their chance as well and they won the game. If that was the first leg and they beat City three-one, and it was going to a second leg, I still feel like I'd fancy City to come back and win that, wouldn't you? Depends. Yeah, Depends. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, going on record for how Man City have done in the Champions League, no. Yeah. Like Man City well, just true. got yeah, cursed in this competition right now. Oh yeah, yeah, that is true. The Spurs game last year, that was quality. <laughs> or even 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 the Liverpool game uh, when they played Liverpool uh, two years ago. You know, they Liverpool won three 0 at Anfield, and then they still beat City at the Etihad. And this was this was City's best season, if you remember. This was the season they did a hundred points. Yeah. And the point I just don't I don't get it. Like a team that can do maybe it's the caliber um opponent maybe it's there's like a a weight over them like a, a pressure and that's the reason yeah. they're failing well, well since we're, since we're on it should we should we talk about Manchester in a bit more detail and then move on to Barca yeah yeah let's let's, let's do that let's do so um there, there's a lot of rumors going around at the moment that the uh the, the dressing room in Manchester the blue side of Manchester isn't as rosy as it seems a lot of people are getting a bit fed up with Guardiola's tactics um, team selection, team selection is the little is the rumours going around. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, the thing, the the, the big thing from the game was you, that. I mean, you can't sack Guardiola though. You know, what I mean, if you, you sack Guardiola, what manager is? Oh, they're they're not, they're not going to sack Guardiola. I mean, personally, I, I thought Guardiola was going to leave at the end of this season. Um, I think he'll stay. One, he has to he has to stay. Otherwise, if he leaves now, it looks like he's running away from a like a fight with Klopp, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. They, they've, 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 they've managed to keep Liverpool at bay. Liverpool have outplayed them this season. If he leaves now, it's just going to be against him his whole managerial career. He needs to stick it out, rebuild, reassess options and decide what he's going to do and go for it again next season. This season, a failure didn't work. Clearly should have done better deals in the summer, but now he's got an opportunity to go at it again. I mean, who did they bring in this season? They brought in Rodri. Cancelo. Cancelo, who, I mean, Well, no, he hasn't, but he well, came in he's got Walker. He's got he, he, he's, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's the long-term replacement to Walker because he's six years younger than him. Who else? Did, I think that was it. Did Man City bring anyone else? Angelino, didn't they, in the summer? Then sent him out back on loan. Yeah, yeah but do you know what? That's all, on that note, just quickly, Angelino, he looked really pretty pants when he was playing for City. When he went, he's gone on loan to Leipzig, and again, he's been one of Leipzig's best players. He was playing really well. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> so did. He did well. be, it'll be interesting to see if he gets into the City team again. Well, so I think Leipzig play with wing backs 
So that kind of takes yeah. the pressure off him to defend. I think it's more of an yeah, attacking fullback. And obviously Man City play four at the back, so mm. it might not work for him as much as a proper fullback. So, so maybe as a wing back, he's just better suited for him. Yeah, well, I mean, a fast yeah. match there at Leipzig. He's doing really well there. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, what do you think Man City need to do now if they want to have... Because let's be real, Man City, they've won the Premier League a few times. They've won FA Cup, League Cup. The one thing they want is the Champions League. That is the thing that will have them amongst the, the greats in Europe. What they need do a leader. you think they've got to do? They need a leader, 100%. Because, I mean, company, obviously, he went. David Silva's going now. Really, the only yeah. like mainstay that's still there is Aguero. I guess Fernandinho, but he's Kevin De Bruyne. Right seems like seems like the leader right now, which I think he is a great player and he's a great is, player. But I don't really see him as that sort of motivator and that proper, you know, talkative. Because De Bruyne to mm. me strikes me as someone who's kind of not shy, but he's not quiet. really a talkative person. Yeah, he's a bit quiet. I think they really need yeah. that person who can pump up the the team, bark out orders, and sort of take control. And I just Ever since company's gone, they haven't had that. So maybe someone like a Kulabali who can lead from the back and give I, some strength. This, this is the thing. You, uh, let's not forget this city team. This squad that they have is an outstanding squad. They have so many good players, um, and it is a team. They spent a billion pounds yeah. on this team. Well, th- th- this is a team that should be competing for the Champions League um, year in year out at the moment. Um, yeah, this but, is a team yeah. that should be trying to break Real Madrid's three in a row. You know what I mean? Like this is like if you look at how much money's been spent on this team. Yeah. You know, um, and I, 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 I think I, I agree with Stephen. I think the thing that City are missing, and I think that a lot of teams are missing nowadays, um, like Chelsea, for example, is that they they need a strong leader from the back in that mm. sort of centre back role. It's um, not yeah. important having a skillful. So it's not like Jordan Henderson, he isn't particularly a massively skillful player. No, no, just, no. But off, he is un- such a good leader. Yeah, the yeah. untangible benefits he brings kind of makes up for the fact that he's yeah. a pretty, you know, fairly average. Well, I, I think that the, the time we saw that was when he was injured and that's when Liverpool went for the spell when they lost to Watford, got knocked out of yeah. the Champions League. You know, I think you saw how important Henderson is to that Liverpool team. Because like, he was um, the only thing different from yeah. their amazing run of wins. Like, you know. it's, it's, it's like Chelsea. Uh, t- Terry was such a big player for Chelsea. He was the captain. He was the leader. Um, and I still don't think Chelsea have ever really got over him leaving because I don't think we've ever really replaced that sort of leadership that he uh, brought into the I'll team. I'll do you one better. I don't think Arsenal have replaced theirs since Fiera left. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, well, I, I think that when Fiera yeah, got... Yeah, well, when Fiera left, they didn't replace him and they still haven't. And yeah. it shows, you know... Yeah. Like, look at Real Madrid, who, despite being knocked out by Man City, have had a good season this season. They've rebuilt from into a post-Ronaldo era. They've got some great young players and experienced players. But they've got Ramos as captain, leading them at the back. And whether, you know, he's, he's got a lot of red cards to his name or not, Ramos is a good leader. He's a good captain, you know? Yeah. And you see that with them. You see that with them. Is Bayern's captain Neuer right now, still? I think so. He wants to get a very, a very focal leader from the back. You know, Neuer was the best keeper in the world for a good few years in a row. And you, you see the difference between teams like Inter Milan, Britain, bringing Diego Godin and go from being a team that's fighting to get a Champions League space to challenging for the title. You know, it's so important to have these strong leaders in teams. And Man City don't have it right now. You see their defence is a mess. No yeah, one's I, organising I, yeah. it. I, I don't think... That, I mean, De Bruyne, yeah, he's captain. But um, I don't think De Bruyne is a um, natural leader. Well, I, yeah, well, I mean, if De Bruyne is captain, that's okay as long as you have someone at the back that can control the back. So, like, Van yeah. Dijk is not Liverpool's captain. You know, Jordan Henderson is. But Van Dijk organises the defence. And if he's ever not there, Alisson organises it. You know, Liverpool have leaders in each bit of the field. And it shows because you see how each bit, their whole team just works. They do everything, like, right. Mm. And... Man City don't have that. They don't have anyone organised the back. Laporte's not like a strong enough leader. Their left back position's weak. You know, whoever's partnering Laporte hasn't been great this season. Right back's the only position they've got that honestly the and goalkeeper that you go know, right fine. Mm-hmm. Just the money can't buy class. They can buy skilled players, but it can't buy a class and leadership. They're just yeah. in football. There are just some things you just can't account for. And leadership mm. is one of them. You just can't account for that with money or anything else. It's just some players 
no matter how skilled they are, like you, the, the leadership is like an intangible quality, yeah. which is worth its weight in gold. So who do, who do Man City, if it's one player, let's say, who do Man City have to bring in? Koulibaly. Yeah, for them at the moment, okay, they might have signed Ake, but um, if they sign Koulibaly, that is um, probably going to help. My, my only issue with that is I don't know, can, is Koulibaly fluent in English? Because if he is, fine. If not, then how's he going to communicate his that's orders to the rest that's of them? Good, good, that's a very good question. Oh, yeah. Let's ask our foreign correspondent. <laughs> um, no, well, he's from Senegal, so it's native, I'm guessing it's French. And obviously he's yeah. from Italy, so I'm guessing French and Italian. I wouldn't be surprised if he could speak English. He might not be able to speak it like well enough for interviews, but he could probably shout out a few commands, you know, yeah. get straight I like this is this is the other problem. There aren't if you look around in world football today, it's like who who would you bring in who would fill in that role? Um it's 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 a lot different to what it was in a, 10, 15 in a, years in ago. a couple of seasons I'd say Open Meccano. I think he might be a bit too young right now, but he's shaping up to be that kind of centre back. Some people are stature though. It's like Terry. Terry, uh, again, he, he was young and when he was Chelsea captain. I mean, you just yeah, don't that's see true. that. There's, there's not that calibre of footballer anymore, really, as, as much. It goes in circles, you know what I mean? We're yeah. in a quiet spot right now. In about five years, there'll be a bunch of these players that will have cropped up who are probably playing right now. Yeah. No. But if he didn't like, go to Juve last year, would have also said the list. Yeah, but he's had a really like, mixed bag at Juventus, hasn't he? When he first yeah, signed, they did yeah. not warm to him. I, let me see. I had some other things about Man City. So, obviously, attack-wise, I think they need another striker, personally. Um, Aguero's getting on, I suppose. Well, Aguero's supposed to be going once his contract runs out. And yeah, his contract runs class. out at the end of next season. I think they need to give Jesus a chance to start. I really do I don't like think he's a starter. I don't think he's strong enough for them to compete at the tit- for the title and for the Champions League. Well, he needs, he needs more game time. That's the problem. That's but, it. Yeah, I, I really else. want to see them have faith in Jesus and start playing him more. I personally, I like him. Personally, I like Do him as he scores goals, but I like him scoring goals because he comes off the bench and he can score goals. Yeah, he's more is super he a starter. In my eyes. I am, is he a starter? I, he's, a st- yeah. he's not like a Chikorito, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so, do we think Man City under Guardiola can win the Champions League? Let's say he stays another two years. Which let's say he stays three years to be generous, but let's say realistically two years. Do we think? Man City win the Champions League under Guardiola? Only if they bring in the leader. If not, then no. I think at the moment, they, they, they seem a bit cursed. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, are you asking me, are they going to win the Champions League in the next two years? My answer is no. They'll win it in the future at some stage. It's, it, it'll, it'll happen at some stage. I mean, they, well, they, considering, they got all the... Uh... Considering how many years that could be, you know, I mean, Man City yeah. are definitely, I think, going to win the Champions League in the next 20 years at some point, you know? So, when like, Guardiola leaves, who comes in? Oh God, I don't know. If he's not got another job, which I think... Oh, no, sorry. Um, there's been a development in the story. I was about to make a comment about our next topic, but there's been a development there. Oh, has it come through? Uh, there's been reports, but nothing confirmed yeah. yet. All right, um, well, it's going to happen then, isn't it? Last uh, thing about Man City. Yeah. Uh, just popped up on my phone while we're discussing them. David, It's been announced David Silva will be getting a statue outside the Etihad, or the city of Manchester he Stadium. He I mean... It. That's, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I'd argue a bit early. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd agree. I'd argue it's a bit early, but um, yeah, I mean... Then I again, mean, who else have Man City got history-wise? You know, Liverpool have got Bill Shankly, yeah. Man United have got Matt, have got Busby and Ferguson yeah. and, you know, the yeah. Holy Trinity. You know, um... Put a statue of Richard on that side. It's <laughs> Stephen Island. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah... Um, yeah, okay. But, but yeah, no, David, that's great. David Silva, sad to see him go. Yeah, no. Yeah. But yeah, okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll move on to our next topic then, I suppose. So I, I just um, got a message before we move on to uh, Basel quick, um, just on the uh, city uh, quickly again. Um, I, I said about uh, Silva getting the statue and um, he said, uh, I said, uh, it might be a bit too early though, don't you think? And he's gone, yeah, probably, but they don't have any history so they need to catch up, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is fair game. <laughs> And yeah. he was like, um, I was like, yeah, I suppose Yaya Torre is going to be asking uh, why he hasn't got a statue yet. He's going to be like, the birthday cake in the statue. That's the birthday cake now, this. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, we, we have to assume that Aguero's getting one when he goes as well, right? 
Um, well, it, yeah, you'd hope so. Um, the thing is, what about um, would you argue? Would you argue Silver out of all of them is the one who deserves the statue the most? Or company? Bear in mind, no company. 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 Speaking yeah. of that, actually, companies announced his retirement today. Yes. So, would you think Company would get a statue at some stage? I think I honestly think Company and Aguero would get it before Silver. And my reasoning is, Company is the captain for the city team. That's great. No, he should have. They, they should have. Oh. But yeah, yeah. also, Aguero is the man that got them their first Premier League title. You know, yeah. You know that that moment. You know, yeah. Um, so we're gonna go company. Let's say company Silver Aguero Torre. I don't think Torre gets one. Legend status order, yes. Legend status, <laughs> yeah, but, but Torre's not getting a statue. No. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, let's move on to then. Um, Anthony, you, you, you said breaking news. Um, my, telef- my, my telepathy was working, and I assume I know what breaking news that you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, With regards to it. Barcelona. So there's been two names floating around for the job, because unsurprisingly, um, the manager, who I never even remember the name of, um, got sacked after six months. Um, and the two managers are the Holland national team manager, Ronald Koeman, who we remember from our... Perry from a less than, less than impressive Everton stint um, and Pochettino. But apparently there's been reports that Koeman is set to be announced as the new Barcelona manager. Everton um, Southampton legend. Well, he's also a legend from his uh, playing time at Barcelona. You know, he was a, he was oh, yeah. a great, he's a great <laughs> centre back, but no, he's yeah, also, no, he's, he's had a good, good, he's had a good spell as um, Holland national team manager. He's been but, around, hasn't he? From- yeah, well, but as we as we know, it's a very different it's a very different game, you know. Yeah, national yeah. like having a manager club compared to a national team, it's it's two it's two different kind of things. We've so, seen managers that have performed well, the other do awful. Like Southgate so wasn't a great think, club manager, but you know. Yeah. So do you think uh, Kurt Kaiman's done enough to um, get had enough merit to get that Barcelona job? C- considering some of their more recent managers, they could do worse. But to yeah. me. Pochettino is the number one in available manager in the world, and I don't get why he's still out of a job. Um, and no compensation as well. It makes financial sense when, when in the state Barcelona are in. Maybe maybe Pochettino's got wind of another job opening up, and he's waiting for that one. But or maybe he has taken a break to spend time with family. Who knows? But um, yeah, who would turn down I, Barcelona though? Considering the mess it's going to be right now. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Even well, so, I mean, Barcelona is not an easy job. I know, but you know, it's a high-pressure job. They they've got they're going to have a right mess of time for the next couple of years. You know, like when you think about it this way, we're talking about Man City probably aren't going to win the Champions League in two years' time unless they make the right signings. I don't think Barcelona are winning it in the next five. Yeah, Barcelona so, heavy, um, heavy clear out. There was. So this other rumour is that all players are available to be sold besides Testagen, Dijon, Longley, who in my opinion is lucky because he had an absolute shocker the other day, and Messi. Yeah, but we hear Messi wants to go like every five months and then it turns out he doesn't. So I wouldn't put too much truth in that one. I, um, I personally, I don't think Messi will leave Barcelona. I couldn't imagine who to go, who he'd go to. Um, but yeah, oh, I mean... Man, no. Um, we'd only leave if he like this ran out of contract. Though, even though this Barca team, that's still a team that should be winning. The problem is, look at the average age. You know, their team is old. They haven't replaced anyone. Their their transfer policy has been abysmal. And then when they do sign players, they don't use them properly. Coutinho was played out of position. Griezmann's been played out of position. Um, Dembele spent more time on the injury list than he has. At as an available player, which is, you know, it's, it's not his think, fault, but it's as well. he's been on the injury table most of his time. Um, so do, do you think the fact that they've got rid of Artur and they've brought in Panic as a replacement, do you think that kind of epitomizes what's wrong with Barca at the moment? Yes. hundred percent. Yes. I don't get, I, I still don't understand that move. Don't get me wrong, Pashanic is a great player, but Artur is young. He's playing exceptionally well. And you know, he's a, he's a player you could build the midfield around, especially a midfield as old as Barcelona's where, who are the other yeah. Fidal, Busquets, Rakitic, all over 30? <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, yeah, I don't think about that. And then Pjanic is like 29 Rakitic. himself, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's not exactly spring chicken. Not young. He's not young. Nah, he's no, not but young. And that's, that's Suarez is, what, 33 as well. Messi's turning 34 soon. You know, Griezmann's Messi's 29. still incredible. Yeah, Griezmann's 29. UK's 33. 
well, PK himself has said if if he needs to leave to so Barca can be great again, he'll do it. Like he cares about that club more than you know. But the end, like Ray, Barcelona have not. Well, that's not his fault. They aren't playing him properly. They're not playing him in the right position because yeah. they don't play him ahead of Suarez as a striker. They're sticking him out in the wing or he's coming on off the bench, you know. Griezmann's not getting played properly. And it's the same with Coutinho. Coutinho is a, a midfielder who likes to move around. He was being stuck on the left wing. He was supposed to be an Iniesta replacement. Instead, they brought him in to replace Neymar, you know. Because it's, it's not athletic. That's not what he's good at. He's good at passing and making space, which yeah. is just not... It just doesn't suit him at all playing on the wing. Yeah, and that's the problem. So Barcelona's... Barcelona have got stale they've got relaxed they kind of went okay we have a great team we don't need to do anything and they've waited too long to make changes you know it's like, all complacency isn't it it's just they've got the board in particular. they've just gone complacent and just thinking oh this team we can ride off we, ride we on this way forever Bayern. we discussed Bayern's how quickly they've managed to rebuild considering they had an older team you know uh, Robin and Ribéry left and they, then they have Coleman and uh, Nabry and like that has worked. We've talked about how they brought in Alfonso Davies. They have Kimmich, who's, you know, he's not young, but he's still on the younger side. They have Sewell. They have Lucas Hernandez. They have Pavards. They've got Taliso. You know, they've got good young players. Goretzka. They've got some good younger players. They, they were smart. Real Madrid, you know, Valverde, you know, Finicius Jr., Rodrigo. Uh, I know he Mariano. hasn't had a great first season, but Luka Jovic, you know, um, they've got that Maybe Brazilian Rainier or something. They've got Mendy and Edo Militao. You know, they've done very well to quickly bring in players that can yeah. take over from these older players once they're too old. You know, Modric is not, like, is old, but they've been smart with getting the transition right. Barcelona have this, not done that. I was going to say, this is a point I wanted to make. Um, do, I was going to say, do Barcelona now, they, they look at the kind of, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, um, ow. oh that had he is. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> no, um, do Barca? Do they look to what? Um, I was going to say, do they look to like the likes of what Liverpool had to do? They had to rebuild the team. What Chelsea are currently doing, they're rebuilding the team. But then I'm thinking, at the same time, this is Barcelona. This is a team in a different league who have to compete for the title every single season because it's I think that's the issue, though. Well. They they can't accept that they. They're not the best team in Spain anymore. They just yeah. have to. They that's the problem with Barcelona. They've got such this reputation that they can't really yeah. afford to take a no. gamble on young players. They have to be successful. The every thing team. is, though, I'm not saying they have to buy like 17, 18 year old players that are got high potential. I'm saying go for 22, 23 year old players. You know, 25. why? Are you, yeah, why are you going 26. for Griezmann, who's 28 at the time, 29? And playing him out in the wing because you need a winger, and you don't go for like Anthony Martial, who's 23 and can play on the wing. You know, Barca are a victim of their own success. That's what I think. Mm. But like you've seen it with other, like they brought in Malcolm just to send them out again next season. You know, they brought, signed yeah. Thomas from Allen from Arsenal, and he was never seen or heard from again. As Man Dembele hasn't exactly gone to great plan, I suppose. Yeah, but that's because that, that's injuries. injuries. Yeah, that's yeah. injuries. Mm. But that's because he was a panic buy. You know, he was a panic buy because they lost Neymar. But you see it with Barcelona. They've got, like you say, complacent. You know, Suarez, they knew they needed to replace Suarez soon. He was getting older. He was still being great. But once, once a player's hit 32, you need to, even if you're not taking them out immediately, you're looking for okay, who's going to be the new striker? Who's going to be the player to replace him? They've never even looked at signing another striker, really. Besides yeah. signing Paco Alcacer, but look where he's gone now. Like, he didn't yeah. But apart from that, yeah. Yeah, they haven't gotten anyone that's a backup. Like, and the thing is, they're they're injured, f- who are they playing a striker? Maybe Griezmann? That's it. Braithwaite. Okay. They had to sign him because Suarez was injured. You know, but that's the Lush, thing. They've got a team that... that I think Barcelona, if you look at their starting lineup, their average age for the starting lineup's got to be something like 30. Easily. You know, yeah. like I say, like say, the ones that aren't, um, the ones that are still made to be kept and not available if someone wants them. So Stegen makes sense. He is a good keeper, despite what that 8-2 result might look like on paper. Ter Stegen is a great yeah. keeper. 
De Jong is kind of a step in the right direction. De Jong is the right kind of signing they need, and he has shown that in patches. Messi is Messi, you know. Even if he's not what he was, you're not letting go of Messi, even if it's just for merchandise. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Langlet, you know, he had a poor game against Bayern, but Langlet's been pretty solid at the back. He's young once again. Yeah. Makes sense. And this is a team that were famous for their youth products. Who was the last great Barcelona youth product you've seen in that team? Well, Ansu Fati looks pretty decent. Beside, besides Fati. Besides Fati. Yeah. I mean, he's 16. Like, yeah. a player yeah, he ain't seen, like, like you know, Xavi or Iniesta level. Yeah, Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, Puyol. You know, when was the last one of them that's come through? And there has been a, if I remember right, there has been a change in the leadership. And that's when all these poor transfers started. And we haven't seen as many youth products. They kind of dismantled it a bit. Um, but when he's like, you know, they signed a Toro Fidal. They signed Polino. They signed Boateng. It's like, on all these players are over 30 when they're signed. Mm. What's the point? Why are you going to spend money on a 33-year-old? Mm. So I think they just want that instant. No, because that's the problem. They're just spending. They're just throwing a lot of shit at the wall and hoping something sticks. And it's not work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on my podcast. And it's been expensive doing so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the, finances are dis- the finances are a disaster. They're in a lot of debt. They I can't seem to make a right coaching decision, not since Lewis and Ricky left. Um, you know, they've, had, they've been dumped out of the Champions League in quite embarrassing circumstances three years in a row. You know, they're Roma, just plugging Liverpool, holes in a sinking Bayern. ship. And now they need to take the ship back into the harbour and have a look at how to fix it properly. You know, Barcelona can rebuild while still competing for the title. They can. They're Barcelona. You know, I'm not expecting them to drop down to fifth. Yeah. But like Real Madrid were smart about it. They were smart. They they, They saw their stars getting a bit older, so started recruiting at the right time. You know, Real Madrid are talking about how they're not going to make any big signings this transfer window. Mm. They don't have to, really. So I think the message. Is- I think Real Madrid are going to end up being what Bayern are like in Germany. I think they're just going to be winning the league for the next few seasons in a row. I don't think yeah. Barcelona. Are going maybe, to win maybe, maybe. What is what is Barcelona's transfer policies and finances then? Because <laughs> their finances apparently they're not in a great spot at the moment. Well, uh, after they made the Griezmann signing, the rumor was they were nine hundred and something million in debt. Yeah, from loans and such, but. And the thing is, Madrid are in a better position because they've got a lot of financial support uh, behind them. You see that like Barcelona's next big... Well, does Barcelona's last big sale? Neymar? That was the last one, Neymar. I think Neymar, yeah. Apart from that, they haven't really sold anyone. But the thing is... They're not a selling club, though, are they? No, no, but what I mean is, Barcelona, you see Real Madrid have, like, big financial backing. So do Barcelona. Both teams get money from the government, government, you know. It's not not like, you know, neither... Like, the reason that financial fair play exists is because these two teams complained so much about the likes of Chelsea, Man City, or PSG existing. You know, because it wasn't fair anymore, despite the fact they'd always had an unfair advantage. Um, Yeah, I know. But I think the problem is Barcelona need to take time. I'm not saying they need to wait five years to a Liverpool. I'm saying they need to get in the right manager, develop a style that works. They need to look to replacements, not big names. Look to, okay, we need a new defensive midfielder. We need someone who can do what Busquets does, but maybe not exactly, but okay, so who do we look to? I'm going to pose you a big question here. Do you think um, like other countries should follow the German model and go for a 50 plus one system? Because it's worked even Bayern. You think how big Bayern are, and they're majority owned by fans. And you see, they've been solidly run. I don't think you know Bayern have never really been in any trouble. They've been solid for years and years. And that's all yeah. from the fans. Should fifty plus one be something that should be introduced maybe to other leagues like in Spain? So, so just just to, just talk to me about the fifty plus one. Just uh, define it. So, so basically means that the fans have a majority stake in the club. And they yeah. get the, they get the major say on how things are done. Obviously, there's still like a chairman who has most of the money, but most yeah. of the decisions, like the fans get to vote on pretty much everything. Yeah. So, do you think? I that's- hope not, because if, if if I'm going by Chelsea Twitter, then oh <laughs> no, that's going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Like, I I don't mind fans getting more of a say, but it's making sure it's smart. Like. You say, like, in Germany, it's um, worked well, but just because it worked well in Germany doesn't mean it's going to work well in, you well, know, the Germans England or Spain. Or, yeah. It would, work, it would work great for lower teams in England in the championship. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
the um, most teams you, that you do have financial errors. Yeah, you wouldn't see the likes of Wigan, Charlton, Bolton in as much trouble as they are now. Well, you'd hopefully not anyway. And mm. um, I, I don't know if it would work at the top teams. No, see, I mean, um, from, from all these stories of from Leo, my these yeah. like rich owners coming in and ruining a club like Milan. They've been ruined. Valencia, you saw that like, basically they put every single player up for sale at Valencia, and he's, and like they've sold players. Danny Parejo is one of the best midfielders outside of the top three in Spain. He's gone on a free oh, to Villarreal. Like, well, yeah, you Valencia saw Ferran Torres went for like probably half his price that he would have. Um, shambles. Like, yeah. if yeah, we had Valencia fifty plus one, these sort of things wouldn't happen. But yeah, I get your point. Um, it would be interesting to see if it would work. But Barcelona fans. Can't seem to agree on anything, you know. They, Real Madrid toxic place. <laughs> yeah, both, both the, but their fans are awful. Both of them, mummies are passionate, which is great, and they do have great atmospheres. But their fans turn on people so quickly. That's why I love yeah. Gareth Bale because he's not letting it affect him. He's enjoying stirring yeah. them up even more. Um, but with Barcelona, it's just you know, like, hang on, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna quickly get up the starting lineup against that for that Bayern game, right? And I want to see if you think these players should stay or if they're too old or, you know, need to be replaced. Let's do it. Shall I play oh. a bit of elevator music whilst you wait to get it up? Do, 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 okay, so do, do. let's go to lineups. Oh, oh no, right? that was quick. Okay, so Ter Stegen and go. Keep, sell, too old, replace what? Absolutely keep. Right, okay. Uh, Samedo, right back. How old is Samedo? Um, he is... He's quite young. He's an, he's he's entering. I think he's just below his prime years. Let's check. I'd, I'd give him the benefit. Of the he's twenty six, so he's entering. He's entering his prime. At least as a backup, keep him. He's a decent squad keep. player. Right, PK. So uh, get rid. Time get to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's too old now. What is he? He's he's thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. Which you I know, mean, to, to be fair. If it, it, Ain't the worst thing in the world. I mean, you've got to remember, like some centre backs go on much longer. Um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 you're trying to build a team, PK hasn't been great. I think. But I think he's the leader of that team, though. When he, if he goes, who's the? Uh, yeah, well, I guess Messi is the number leader too. But you know, t- t- I know I keep coming back to him, but Terry, he was still leading Chelsea's line at 35. So, oh, and he's a Catalan too. He's a proud Catalan, and he he loves the club, yeah. obviously. But maybe maybe you want PK in the team. But maybe he needs to start taking more of a back seat. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe keep PK as a good squad player, but you need to find someone. Like he, someone so PK, to sorry, he's supposed to be, but he just keeps getting injured. Yeah, well, then yeah. brings in someone else. Upamecano. There, you, there you go. I've just made <laughs> yeah. Barcelona's next signing. You know, um, him and Langley and Liverpool. Sorry, <laughs> no, 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 Liverpool don't need him. Um, <laughs> Jordi Alba left back. It's hard because. He's one of a couple of years. He's he's thirty-one, and I I think think one thing we've seen is you know Alfonso Davies. You know, like name another great left back. You know, um, Robertson, um, Chilwell. They're all younger players that are better than Jordi. Jordi Alba's come up short against great left backs. I'm going to say Alba, time to go. It's time to go. I'm very torn. Um, I say it's a difficult decision, but I think maybe, yeah, maybe he's past his prime and his time. For maybe he wants a new adventure. Get, 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 let him go to the Italian league where where football's much slower. The thing is, like Barcelona have not changed their lineup in forever, really. You know, you don't really see many changes. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the lineup right now for that part, that game against Bayern, and most of those players were in the same lineup. You know, a lot of these players on this team sheet right now. We're part of the Barcelona team that won the Champions League about, what was it, five? Yeah, maybe like it's the case ago. where even if they're good players, maybe you just need a new mentality, a new set of heads. To yeah. Do you keep Busquets or gone? Busquets, keep her gone. I'd keep, but again, not to play. I'd keep because yeah, as, as keep him to, as a good squad player to teach the youngsters, but not yeah. regular starter. Because he's been at Barcelona for, don- for youngsters. Well, yeah. He's a youth product, is he not? Yeah. So yeah. I'd I'd keep him, but he again he, he needs to understand that he, he can't be a star. Frankie De Jong, keep. keep. Yeah, that to me he's the the first one out of all of them that I'd hundred percent keep. Yeah. Um, Arturo Fidal. Go. Get rid. Get rid. Get rid. 
I, I don't think he's good enough anymore. I mean, I thought I was surprised when Bayern signed him because I thought he was already a bit old then. And then he went to <laughs> Barcelona, you know. Yeah. He, you know. He's got a good payday in America waiting for him. Honestly. Yeah. Luis Suarez. Go. I'd say keep as a backup. Do you think he'd want to be a backup, though? That's the problem. Like, I don't I think a, lot of these play, a lot of these players you guys have said keep because to be backups. The only one I think that'd be okay with that deal is PK. I don't think Busquets would be happy uh, yeah. to lose his starting place. I don't think uh, Suarez would either. I, no, I, I'd, I'd get rid of Suarez personally. He's 33 now. I, he could if go he, off to somewhere. He could go back to Ajax or somewhere. And, every, know, every, every year they don't. Every year they don't sell him. They 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 they're t- getting less and less money for him. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I think yeah. Go back to he, Ajax. Yeah. He's still good enough to get some money for him. Um. You know, maybe, maybe he's off to China, Italy or France, or like you say, China or um, America. Um, Messi, keep, 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 keep. Um, Messi. But then looking at the bench, you know, Rakitic. He, they've been the first out. Yeah, Rakitic he, is the first out on my list. Um, Dembele. You know, he's been linked with an exit ever since he signed. Yeah, that's the thing. Or loan. You don't hear anything but negative things coming out of the Barcelona dressing room anymore. It's always about players leaving or unsettling mm. things between, you know, Messi and the board. Or, and I, I saw someone say, because I, I was reading about it the next day, that Barcelona's a team now where it's the players that are in charge. It's not the coaches, you know. It's not the manager who has final say. It's Messi that has final say. Mm. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. If Messi's having yes. too much power, do you need to get rid of him? Mm. Honestly, probably. And I can't believe I'm saying that. But if... You know, if a system's not working because a player has too much control, you see it in other sports, you see it in American football and basketball because those are sports now where the players have more control than the coaches. Mm. And you see as soon as like a toxic player that's trying to control everything leaves, that team then does really well because players are now able to play the system that works best. Yeah, no, it, 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 it does happen. Um, ah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? If you were, um, if, if let's say, if, uh, I think Messi will stay at Barcelona, personally. I, I think I he will. Figuratively, if he did leave, where would he go? That's the thing. I don't know where the hell he would go. Like, who could oh, afford I him? I don't know. To be honest, I don't think Messi's going to cost nearly as much as you'd think it now. Because he has... No, 30, I don't think he would either. 34. You know, like, Ronaldo at 33 was 100 million. Um, Messi's probably about the same. Because when he's like, when you're looking at transfer fees, it's caliber player plus potential. I'm talking about more like wages. I think you probably want a very high wage. Okay, so you're looking at you. You are looking at one of the rich teams. You know, maybe if I say he goes where Guardiola is, <laughs> Man City. Maybe, maybe not Man. I don't know. I don't know if I mean, Man City in this case. But if let's say Guardiola does leave and goes to like PSG, then PSG. I think Messi goes where Guardiola is. I don't think Messi's been as happy at Barcelona as he was when, like, I think he's been unhappy ever since Guardiola left. Not, not like, unhappy, unhappy. Rejoin Neymar, restart their partnership, you know? Yeah, because that went so well. I mean, to be honest, PSG, because doesn't Mbappe play in the position that, or Di Maria? Yeah. Di Maria, RG team, mate. I just think, I can't see him leaving, that's the thing. The point I've tried to make is I can't see Messi leaving Barcelona. No, <laughs> but I do think Barcelona need to fix the problem, whether it's a change in ownership, changing board of directors, getting the right yeah. coach in, selling the whole squad, which honestly at this point, because the thing is, you know, they, they, they performed badly in the, in the league. You know, we saw yeah. like they were dropping points ridiculously. We've seen yeah. in the last few years, Barcelona have been uh, like, you know, they played well against Liverpool at, the new camp and then Anfield were a shadow of themselves we saw Roma come back but that was like a fairy tale story I, I don't but now despite all that I don't think any of us expected Barcelona to ever be a team that lose 8-2 to anyone no never thought I'd say <laughs> well, I said there's a culture I think that's with the players not, there's not just the board I think it's the players as well those older players might just be just you know phoning it in for the rest of the Yeah, day. well, the thing is that a lot of them are towards the end of the career so they're getting paid a stupid amount of money. And they've already won they keep everything. they getting re-signed and re-signed. You know, oh, like what? Rakitic is, is on a really nice contract because they wanted to keep him and then they've had 
no, no one's interested in taking him because of the contract. I've rated player, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, he was great at the World Cup. I, I do rate Rakitic, but I see your point. Um, but then why, as a team, why would they be motivated to win the Champions League and the league when they've won it countless times before? Whereas there's, there are these this team haven't, though. Well, Maybe that's why I need the new lease of PK, Busquets, Messi, Suarez, Rakitic, I believe, have all won it. Alba as well, sorry. I don't know if there's anyone else in that team that has. I don't think Tristegen was part of that team that won in 2014, was he? He might have been. He was still at Bunch and Gladbach at that time. So, so basically, is, is, I mean, Sergio Roberto to me isn't good enough, personally. I think he's versatile, but I don't think he's brilliant at any position. I think he's good at a, a few. I think Barcelona need... Because I think now, after that 8-2, Barcelona need to take some serious action. Because, you know, Barcelona fans were clamouring for action after last season in the Champions League and the season before. You can't hide after losing 8-2. You've got to make a statement. I'm lucky. But Barcelona, it's not like this is a shock. I mean, Barcelona have been in a steady decline for years, but I think this is the kick up the arse which they needed. You know, there was like the... The spark but even with them declining, I the... never saw them losing 8-2. If no. they'd lost 4-1 <laughs> to Bayern, I would have went, that's a bad result. But that mm. makes sense. But 8. I think they needed it. Maybe they, maybe they needed this humiliation to start, you know, realising that they've got to change things. Like, they, they can't ignore the humiliation this. after last season. You can't ignore this anymore. You can't ignore that. the manager. Well, that's yeah, right this... on second the manager, starting from the top. Let's see how I, I feel bad for the manager because he only had six months. He, he, could, he didn't make any signings because he wasn't able to. You know, yeah. he, he wasn't even their first choice at the time. He was like their third or fourth. He, had, he, he coached three Champions League games. You know, he was, he, most of yeah. his time as Barcelona manager was spent with the league suspended. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for him because like, he's getting the blame when it's not his Fire fault power. the players... Are playing like are playing like this, you know, because he's not been able to improve anything. But the thing is, Barcelona this is managers clear. aren't this... allowed to lose. That's the problem. They can't. If you if, if you get humiliated, that's it. You're gone. How, how long is how long until it's time you look to the players or the board and st- they stop blaming the managers? You know, Valverde got. I'm not um, saying I agree. I'm just Valverde saying that's what, there... that's what the situation is. Who was is it? Valverde was the Barcelona manager everyone hated for years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Valverde like got absolutely despised because of their results. But when you look at it, he to only concede four goals against Liverpool with that team, considering it's the exact same team, pretty much that conceded eight. You know, that's a bloody good job. <laughs> well, I don't know how to say good job, but um, I see your point you're trying to make. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just frustrating to me because you can see the errors and what they need to do, but you just I have a feeling it won't improve. I have another crazy yeah. hypothetical here. If you were Barcelona, would you take Pep back? Yeah. 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 The question is, yeah, would Pep want to go to that ship? It'd probably be the first person I'd go to. Um, due to I, I, I just don't think Pep looks at that situation as anything other than torment right now. I, I wouldn't touch that Barcelona situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, you're Pep, you're looking at, if you're Pep, you're looking at PSG, you're looking at Juventus at the moment, probably. Or like even staying at Man City, at least then you've got, you know, yeah. like Barcelona... I think you've got to have some improvement there first before Pep would even look. Barcelona is right now a destination I don't think any manager really wants to go to. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Barcelona, you know. It is Barcelona, but can you imagine the stress? But you also got to think, with that? you think if you turn it around, then imagine the amount of credit you'll get for turning this ship around. That's true. I mean, Cruyff turned them around. They, they weren't very, they weren't brilliant. And then Cruyff came in as manager, changed their whole system into but the system. That time Liverpool were absolutely pants. Like, why would he want to take that? Yeah. He's done. And now everybody loves him. Someone yeah, but there wasn't a lot of pressure on him. That's true. At least not that first season. You know, that's the problem. Barcelona is still in their head. We're a team that should be competing in the Champions League final every season. We should be winning La Liga. We don't have to fix anything because we're the best. But clearly you it's have to... It's about changing. Maybe they just need to change the mentality. I think is the main thing at the moment. Which you say? I, th- I think I think there's a squad overhaul that needs to happen. Yeah, just a general culture shift back to. Yeah, I feel like they've yeah they said they just got complacent. They just think oh we don't need to do anything because we're the best and 
now it's caught up to them. They've just been ignoring yeah. them. They've been sweeping under the rug for years and years, but now they've. I mean, this is the wake-up call, which will make them realise that we can't continue to just ignore this anymore. We there are there are plenty of good younger players out there for them to go and approach. Oh, yeah. A lot of players who dream of playing for Barcelona and realise now they could be the change. You know, if Jaden's if if their summer's better, if their finances are better, Jaden Sancho would be a great player to rebuild an attack around. You know, Haaland, great striker. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's Jonathan Davids who's kicking around as well, another great Canadian player. Um, there's a bunch of good younger players out there that would love to play at Barcelona yeah. that, that honestly they could build a team around. You know, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what they do. I don't think yeah. um, we have much more time to discuss them. No, now on that note, um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, just one more question, a uh, quick fire question, yeah, because um, I, I just you're talking. Um, we're talking about teams who are playing well at the moment. Bayern Munich at the moment or Liverpool? Who'd win? See, the problem is Liverpool haven't played well in a while because when we after we won the league, we just kind of stopped trying. That is the thing. On on their day, either team wins that one. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> I've got to say Liverpool because they're my team. But Fair enough. I, what I mean, what I mean no, is, I, just I, think, I, I think if these two teams play each other a hundred times, it'd be very close to 50-50. Just wanted your honest opinion. That's all I wanted. Fair mm. enough. Um, <laughs> um, okay, on that note, we'll uh, close the, off the episode. Um, it's been very insightful and a lot of uh, detailed stuff from you today. Lovely to see. <laughs> Stephen, thank you as always. And very nice to you, Stephen. You were all right as well. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> um, that's good. And then we'll see what happens in the next week. When is the Champions League final? Soon. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like Saturday or something? Um, let's check quickly. Because um, the semi-finals are tomorrow and Wednesday, are they not? Um, maybe. Yeah, or is so it Wednesday and Thursday? Sunday Sunday at um, 8 o'clock. Okay, that's great. So by, by the time we do next week, if we uh, do it all on time, um, then we'll have the Champions League final, hopefully, to the Europe League final. Yeah, Europa League final will be done by then. It's probably on Saturday. So yeah, yeah. sweet. That's and that. We and, will have. Um, there will also be one other thing to look forward to in the coming weeks, which is the Thomas, the Tottenham Amazon Prime series is out on the thirty first of August. Yeah, exciting times. Oh, I'm sure we'll discuss that when it comes out. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, but until that time. Um, see you all. Thanks for listening. See you all very soon. Bye bye. Happy to see.